Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. And together, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. And we will make America great again. So who is going to be President Trump's VP pick? That is a question I want to share some ideas with you about tonight. And I'd like to get your ideas throughout this discussion. Uh, Please feel free to leave me in the comments whom you think and why should be the VP pick. Why are we already talking about VP picks? Because, brothers and sisters, it's very, very clear now where this primary is going. It's been clear for a very long time, actually, and we've been saying on this program that uh, let's get beyond this primary and get on to the general because it's clear how dominant President Trump is. We've been saying this for, for months and months, but I think now it's it's clear even to those who, who doubted it before. And we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Welcome to Praying for America, where we not only comment on the political news, we pray over it because we are patriots who are also believers. We are followers of the Lord of every nation, Jesus Christ. So welcome to the program. I'm pro-life leader Frank Pavone. And we just got back from uh, various days of activity in Washington, D.C. for the annual March for Life. Uh, Now, later this week, we'll have a couple of special programs uh, in regard to that. We've had, of course, uh, in over recent nights, uh, programming of President Trump himself in various uh, rallies and uh, various other stops that he has made. And so, therefore, we didn't have Praying for America because we're not going to uh, step on the coverage that uh, that we give to the President Trump rallies, of course. And that will happen, uh, w- w- of course, regularly throughout this uh, election season. And and obviously, that's fine. We're always encouraging you to watch the President Trump rallies, and, and we wouldn't want to distract from those at all. Uh, so, um, so that's why on certain nights, of course, if there is President Trump coverage, you won't see uh, praying for America. But otherwise, we'll be here with all kinds of commentary and inspiration. We're going to do as we always do. We're going to go into the Word of God first. Then I'll give you some thoughts about where this race is and about the VP slot. One of the most important questions that a uh, president ca- presidential candidate has to figure out. So let's go to Psalm 99 as we begin. The Lord our God is holy is the title of this uh, psalm. The Lord reigns. Let the peoples tremble. He sits enthroned upon the cherubim. Let the earth quake. The Lord is great in Zion. He is exalted over all the peoples. Let them praise your great and awesome name. Holy is he. The king in in his might loves justice. You have established equity. You have executed justice and righteousness in Jacob. Exalt the Lord our God. Worship at his footstool. Holy is he. Moses and Aaron were among his priests. Samuel also was among those who called upon his name. They called to the Lord and he answered them. 
In the pillar of cloud, he spoke to them. They kept his testimonies and the statute that he gave them. O Lord our God, you answered them. You were a forgiving God to them, but an avenger of their wrongdoings. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy mountain. For the Lord our God is holy. Let us pray. Father, you chose many people to help govern your your chosen flock, your people Israel. You chose judges and kings. You chose people who were prophets and leaders of various kinds. And Lord, your spirit was with them. Some were faithful, some were not. And Lord God, your will continues to choose and to permit people to exercise leadership in, in our nation. And we ask your blessing upon that whole process, Lord. Send your spirit to our fellow citizens. Send your light and guidance into our hearts as we continue in this crucially important election season. Uh, send your spirit of wisdom, Lord God. Let not personal ambitions or, or, or animosities, neither ambitions nor animosities, lead the way in terms of who goes where in leadership in this country. But Lord, let it be based on principles. Let it be based on wisdom. Let it be based on love for this country and for the faith and the freedom that are gifts from you in the preservation of that faith and that, of, and that freedom and the greatness of America. May our choices follow where that spirit and that love lead us. Give wisdom, Lord God. Enable us to overcome every obstacle and unite our nation around what is true and what is right for the cause of justice and freedom for ourselves and our posterity. We pray all this through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All right, well, I don't know who the VP pick uh, will be uh, for President Trump. I don't have any inside information on that. But I do know... uh, Certain things seem more to make more sense than others. And of course, using the wisdom of other commentators, uh, we can put the pieces together as to what might work. Now, Dick Morris, whom I often quote on this program, uh, said recently uh, to uh, Newsmax that um, he recommended Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders of uh, Arkansas uh, and also Carrie Lake as possibilities to, uh, to President Trump. They can handle the press, Dick Morris pointed out. And that, of course, is a very powerful uh, characteristic to have in anybody in this race. They can handle the press. We know Donald Trump can, and uh, he puts them in their place real fast. Um, but so would, so would uh, uh, the number two, if it were Sarah or Carrie. Uh, and uh, I know Carrie better than, than I know Sarah, but... Uh, uh, both of them with the press are unstoppable forces. Uh, Morris says, uh, uh, quote, they know how to beat them up. They know how to win over them. And they're both very outspoken and very loyal MAGA people. And I think either of them would be fantastic. I would agree with that. Uh, there are, of course, uh, um, uh, rumors that uh, President Trump is considering making a woman his running mate. In fact, he said, uh, President Trump did recently that, oh yeah, I know who it's going to be and you're not going to be uh, surprised. Um, 
Now, he did say, of course, we're going to pick the best person. And that's crucially important for us in our movement, right? We're not into identity politics. You choose the person based on their qualifications. So sure, you can say, hey, it would be great to have a woman, but the overriding um, consideration is that it's going to be the best person for the job. Certainly that could be a, a woman, could be a man. Uh, and uh, other people that it makes sense could work. Speaking of women, Representative Elise Stefanik. Now you may know her, you likely do, but a little bit of uh, uh, background um, with her. She's uh, from New York. She has risen in leadership and become more and more uh, conservative as um, time has gone on, a loyal ally to President Trump. And uh, of course, uh, that loyalty is something that the president uh, values very highly. Uh, as a reminder of what Representative Stefanik, who's from New York, uh, has done, she served on President Trump's defense team during the, uh, the phony and unconstitutional impeachment uh, process. She was one of the first members of Congress to endorse his 2024 campaign. And then she filed a judicial ethics complaint against the judge, the New York judge, who was handling uh, the Trump Organization's civil fraud trial. Uh, she also filed a complaint against the federal judge who supervised uh, the grand jury uh, for special counsel Jack Smith's indictment of uh, President Trump. And then she recently uh, had some very pointed questions for the university presidents during the congressional hearing about anti-Semitism on the college campuses. She questioned these three university presidents. And of course, that gained a lot of attention, including uh, from President Trump. And he has just spoken well about her all along. Um, she has been um, very visible and supportive also uh, in the circles I travel in, in the pro-life movement. And um, again, she would be somebody of uh, a great high quality, uh, very, very um, uh, strong. Then, of course, you've got uh, two men who uh, have become very visible now in the support of President Trump, even though they formerly ran against him in this primary. One is Senator Tim Scott. Now, since he dropped out of the race uh, in November, he's been relatively quiet uh, until the other day. And we've seen him now side by side with President Trump endorsing him, including in, uh, in New Hampshire. He's the only black Republican in the U.S. Senate. And of course, when you look at the black vote, which is, of course, one of the demographics that the Democrats traditionally rely upon, but they are losing black votes. Now, it's not that the Republican presidential candidate has to get a majority of the black votes, but just cut into the Democrats' majority enough to swing the race. President Trump actually is already doing that, already doing that, gaining historic levels of support among blacks as he is among Latinos. But the presence of a Senator Scott on the ticket could certainly boost that all the more. The only problem is Senator Scott has indicated uh, he's not interested in being a, a vice presidential uh, contender. Um, but could that have changed, which accounts now for his visibility on the, uh, 
on the Trump endorsement trail uh, and uh, these uh, latest primary battles. It could. Who knows? Then, of course, Vivek Ramaswamy, in his very, very, very strong endorsement of President Trump, was awesome to watch. I think maybe in one of these upcoming programs we'll replay that for you. Uh, gave such a gave such a um, a strong uh, uh, endorsement in in one of the uh, New Hampshire rallies right after the Iowa caucus that the crowd was started chanting VP VP and uh, President Trump of course has praised him and uh, said he's going to be working with us for a very long time so of course that doesn't mean necessarily VP slot but uh, certainly he sh- it shows his his uh, willingness to let this man be a, um, a strong part of the, uh, of the administration. Uh, he's even indicated, President Trump, that he's open to uh, Ramaswamy, uh, calling him uh, smart, young, full of talent, very, very intelligent person. He's got good energy, uh, could be um, some form of something. I tell you, he'd be very good. So now some others have, have talked about, and I really don't think that this is... Uh, in the realm of possibility, some others have talked about, well, you know, could it be DeSantis himself or could it be Nikki Haley? I, my uh, uh, view of the whole thing is that it's a, it's a no to both of them. Uh, Haley is just like, why in the world would we want to go backwards? That, that represents going backwards in terms of GOP establishment uh, kinds of candidates who represent a, a now outdated way of governing and a way of thinking about about policy. Um, I don't think there's any way. And, and DeSantis and and I don't think either one of them want it. Uh, of course, now that the uh, now that uh, Governor DeSantis has endorsed President Trump, there's a certain healing uh, of that relationship that uh, occurs. You know, President Trump, as as other commentators have pointed out, I was listening to. Dan Bongino uh, the other day. Uh, by the way, this is all from a, a Newsmax article that I've been um, uh, sharing these thoughts with you. Um, Dan Bongino mentioned the other day, you know, President Trump is transactional. He's transactional. It, 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 this is not, you know, some kind of personal uh, stance he takes of, of, of animosity, you know, that never goes away. President Trump values loyalty. Uh, and what he values in the, in the process of doing his work as a as a leader, is what is going to help us get the job done. Uh, there's a certain transactional uh, uh, characteristic here that you have to take into account when you consider. Oh well, this person was against him now. Yeah, but if somebody could be against you, and then he's for you. You know, President Trump. In fact, politics in general, presidential politics, we see it all the time. How rivals then become allies, uh, and that can happen very very strongly uh, when you're putting together. Um, uh, a presidential campaign, when you're putting together a presidential victory, uh, sometimes the fiercest of allies end up becoming great uh, uh, allies, fiercest of opponents become greatest of allies and get the job done. But I don't see that happening in the case of uh, either DeSantis or or Haley. I just don't. Uh, but I, again, I'm interested in your opinions on these matters and um, we really need to, pri- I bring this up not only for the sake of bringing to your attention some of the speculation, some of my own thinking, some of the possibilities, but also because, going back to what, what we do on this program in regard to prayer, this is, I believe, 
this decision for for vice presidential pick and 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 again it, it seems like president trump has already made the decision at least to a large extent but nevertheless this is one of the most consequential and complicated decisions that any presidential candidate uh, makes this is something that as dick morris says you know, you can, uh, if, if someone has as as strong a popularity as President Trump, it's not that the VP pick will win him the election, but the VP pick can lose an election if it's the wrong person, if the dynamics that it initiates are not favorable. It is one of the most important decisions. And that's why it deserves from us, who are patriots and who are also believers, some very intense prayer. And of course, we pray for guidance to the Holy Spirit. And so I want you to, uh, I'm going to make some other comments about the race here, but I want you to pray with me. I want to invite you to pray with me to the Holy Spirit right now for the VP pick. Now, if President Trump has made a firm decision already, nevertheless, we can pray uh, for the success of the decision that has been made and for the person that he has chosen, who he will sooner or later reveal to us. Um, But if the decision is still yet to be finalized, um, maybe it's, you know, close to being finalized or a few other things have to happen. Let's pray for the, the successful, the successful completion of that process. And of course, for the person uh, who is being chosen, let's turn to the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your people and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. You shall renew the face of the nation. O God, you have instructed the hearts of the faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit. Grant that through that same spirit we may truly be wise and rejoice in his consolation. Holy Spirit of God, you are sent by the Father and the Son. You are the source of all truth. You are the source of all life. You are the one who grants wisdom. You are the one who grants understanding. You are the one who grants knowledge. You are the one who gives discernment above all. Lord God, we rely on our own limited minds We are swayed by emotions, but you, O Holy Spirit, Spirit of Christ Jesus, you enable us to see beyond those winds and waves that could sway us in the wrong direction. You enable us to see, O Holy Spirit, among the, the multitude of advice that we are given from every direction. You enable us to see where truth and wisdom lie because you are truth. You are wisdom. Come, Holy Spirit. We rejoice, O Holy Spirit, that you are willing to come, to dwell within us, in our minds, in our hearts, in our bodies. You come and you dwell with us, as the Lord Jesus promised. So we ask you to come once again to President Trump, to all who are advising him, to all who are discussing these important matters with him, to all who are helping him weigh and balance the countless factors, some of them just imponderable, unpredictable, 
And yet, Lord, we try to get some handle on them. Holy Spirit, help this process. Help those who are working hard on this decision to to have persevering strength in this effort, not to grow weary. Lord God, quell any any unhelpful ambitions or animosities that may get in the way of what is truly the best decision. And Lord, come to those who are under consideration and who in your wisdom you know will be chosen for this, this important slot. Come Holy Spirit and fill them even now, fill their minds, fill their hearts. If one is asked to serve, enable them to respond in the appropriate way and then give them the strength to carry out their commitment. Come Holy Spirit. You breathed on the darkness and the chaos at the very beginning of time. You breathed over the the tomb of Lazarus and the tomb of Christ himself. You raise the dead. Come Holy Spirit and give strength to your people. Breathe over America that our choice of leaders and the many choices that are so critical to this election may indeed be wrapped in your holy will because you love us, Lord God, more than we love ourselves. You love this nation more than we do. And you want what is best for us and for our country. Let that be what comes about in these crucially important decisions. We pray in the name of Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. So important, friends. And again, I welcome your own thoughts. Uh, Lots of people are discussing the VP pick. You know, in all these choices, you know, we've got to get away from this 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 tendency that we often have. Oh, I like this person. I like that person. It's not about liking somebody. I mean, that very often liking somebody can be a sign that there's a good reason why we're liking them, but it's got to ultimately be about the reasons that we like them. Are the reasons that we like them substantive reasons that are going to lead to a better country? Are they going to lead to an election victory? It can't be just superficial liking that decides these things uh, any more than superficial animosity should decide these things. And uh, so let, let the, you know, in the course of our discussions, you know, one of the things the Holy Spirit does when he gives us wisdom, he gets, gets us beyond this, this just, oh, I like, oh, oh I don't like. That, 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 that plays too much of a superficial role in, 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 in not just these, these very important political decisions, but in the, uh, the voting patterns of uh, the voting decisions of so many of our fellow citizens. Okay, so Representative Nancy Mace of South Carolina told Newsmax uh, the other day, just yesterday, there's no reason for the Republican presidential nomination uh, process to uh, continue. And she, being from South Carolina, the same state that Governor, uh, former Governor uh, Nikki Haley is from, urged her to drop out so that the party can do something that we've been, uh, we've been emphasizing here on this program, too, for months and months. Let's focus on the general. We got to focus on the general election. We got to focus on defeating the Democrats. Got to focus on defeating uh, 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 Biden. People are rallying around Donald Trump, she said. And the sooner we have a two man race between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, the sooner we can save our country because people don't want four more years of weakness in the White House. 
They want four more years of strength, peace, prosperity, patriotism. And that's what they see in Donald Trump. Uh, I'm great, grateful to uh, Representative Mace for uh, endorsing uh, President Trump. And uh, this is the case also with other lawmakers from Nikki Haley's home state of South Carolina, because Governor Henry McMaster is a strong Trump supporter. Senator Tim Scott, as we already said, Senator Lindsey Graham, uh, representatives uh, Joe Wilson, William Timmons, Russell Fry. And uh, let's just hope that this uh, primary just wraps up quickly. It's already gone longer than it needs to. You know, the, the, the margins of victory in Iowa were historic. This is not just a question of who won. It's not just a question of, oh, well, you know, I, so people will make the case, you know, Iowa is not as important as some people make it out to be the results of the caucus there. No, no, no. It's the underlying dynamics that we have to understand. A historic margin of victory, 30-point margin of victory. Every single county except just one by one vote. A 51%. Margin. I mean, these things are historic levels of victory. What is it representing? One has to go one level deeper than just the question of who won and how significant is Iowa. No, no, no. It's deeper than that. Because there's a dynamic going on here that's going to play into not only all the other primary races, it's going to play into the general election too. And that is the following. Americans feel in large numbers, that we were robbed in 2020. Say what you will about the evidence and, oh, was there, how much fraud was there? Oh, I don't know. The fact of the matter is there are countless unanswered questions, and there are a lot of things that are not questions at all about how the process was short-circuited. And whatever the, that analysis might look like, the fact of the matter is undeniable fact is that you have got tens of millions of voters who feel like, you know what, we were robbed. And this is not how American politics is supposed to work. And so we need to uh, take this back again. We need, first of all, for, for, for Trump supporters or for those who are tend to be inclined, at least, to be favorable to him. It's like, wait a minute, he wasn't given a fair chance he got an incredibly historic uh, administration done with historic accomplishments. Imagine if he weren't so uh, so uh, bogged down with the attacks from the other side. Imagine what he could do in the second term. This is what, what people are feeling. And it's just that sense of being robbed. You know, an American voter might have a preference. But when you try to take away their right to exercise that preference, they turn on you. And, and they go even stronger in, in the direction of uh, correcting that injustice. That's what's going on here. And um, we have uh, this feeling of, you know, uh, having unfinished business. I was reading about what pollster uh, Jim McLaughlin, and we're doing some work with him uh, as well. We're going to be talking about a, a Priest for Life McLaughlin poll that uh, we're going to be releasing in the coming days. 
Um, but he says, yeah, there's a, you know, you, voters might love one of the other alternatives, but they say, it, you know, they feel like there's unfinished business in regard to President Trump. Uh, and, um, and that's why we want to go back and give him the second chance at leading our country. Uh, the um, dropping out by Ron DeSantis in the in the race uh, does help President Trump. Uh, uh, McLaughlin pointed out in the poll showing that DeSantis voters uh, go to President Trump by a two to one ratio, sometimes even more than uh, that. Uh, McLaughlin said something that we also just were 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 saying. It is a two-person race right now, but not between Nick and Nikki Haley and Donald Trump. It's a two-person race between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Um, one of the negative things about Haley that he also pointed out was that she used this race card nonsense. You know, oh, as you were claiming she was a victim of racism while growing up in the Deep South because of her brown skin. And McLaughlin said, you know what, this just doesn't sell in Republican primaries. Uh, the whole I am woman, hear me roar, I am brown. This is the kind of stuff Republicans just despise. They want Americans to be united. They want Americans to be together. Let's be together in prayer. Let's be together in determination to take this nation back. We're at a crucial moment now of momentum in this election. But one other point for your friends before we finish, and we'll be reflecting a lot on this, and I know that you know this. Take nothing for granted. Don't be overconfident. Don't become apathetic. Don't just sit back expecting to watch a victory unfold. I believe that victory is unfolding. But when victory is unfolding and you're a part of it, the only proper response is to push even harder in the direction that that victory is going. That's the point. Overconfidence can ruin everything. No, we, 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 we enjoy the momentum that is evident. It's evident in the polls. It's evident in the enthusiasm. It's evident in the endorsements. It's evident in the continued strength of President Trump himself. It's evident. But let that momentum inspire you to do more. Get Register more voters. Get more people out. Convince more people. Work, in other words, in the direction of the momentum. Don't let the momentum replace your work. Don't relax. That would be the biggest mistake. Don't relax. Push harder. Because if you know that the momentum is going in the right direction, then you know that pushing harder is really is what's going to get us over the, over the finish line. Crucially important also to, rec to remember. It isn't just about having the best candidate. We do have the best candidate in President Trump. It isn't just about having the best candidate. And it's not about having the best message, which, again, we do. We have the best message. We have the best policies. It's America first. But brothers and sisters, it's the mechanics. It's not just the message. It's not just the candidate. It's the mechanics. What wins this election is more of those ballots received and properly counted within the designated time frame. That's how it works. That's how it works. And those ballots need to be chased. They need to be banked. They need to be gathered by every legitimate, moral, legal, constitutional means that we have when the voting begins. We begin as soon as the voting begins. 
Don't look at election day as a day in November, a Tuesday in November. Look at election day as the whatever the first day of early voting is. That's election day. And then the day after that is election day. And you approach every single one of those days during the early voting period with the same kind of fervor that you've always approached election day itself. The mechanics. Get those votes, get those ballots, and let's do this the right way for victory. Let us pray. We gather together, Lord, all of our thoughts, all the analysis, all the opinions, all the reflections. Lord, we don't know Right now, we have an important task to do when we see encouraging signs. So we ask you, Lord, just empower us all the more, strengthen us with ever greater vigor, and help those of our fellow citizens who are still sitting on the sidelines to, to be awakened, to be awakened to the greatness of this moment, the excitement of this moment for the good of our country and all of all that we believe in. Bless us now, Lord, and we gather together all our prayers for one another, for President Trump, for these candidates, for all who are advising and figuring out these important questions, especially this, the VP selection. And we continue to pray for wisdom as we offer now the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Friends, it is a joy to be with you. Connect with me on social media. My address is at FR Frank Pavone. That's FR Frank Pavone. Watch those Trump rallies if you haven't seen those recent speeches. PresidentTrumpRallies.com as well as RSBNetwork.com. You can see this, the past rally speeches and uh, watch them. Have others watch them. Let's catch the excitement and insights of this great moment in our political history. Thanks for being part of the greatest movement in American political history, the MAGA movement. And we will talk to you again tomorrow. Hello, I'm Dr. Alveda King, board member of Priest for Life. More money is being spent in America to kill babies in the womb than to save them. Together, we need to change that. And today, I want to invite you to support our work at Priest for Life. Why ours rather than other groups? Because... We have a unique team that helps lead in every arena of the fight against abortion, and we activate the churches where you find people who are most likely to get involved in that fight. To awaken a pastor about abortion is to awaken thousands of people he serves. We do not receive church funding or government grants. We rely on you for individual donations. We have a very high evaluation among charities and top security on our donation site, ProLifeGift.org. You can go there for a one-time gift or to become a monthly donor, or you can call us at 321-500-1000. Priests for Life, saving lives for over 30 years. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. 
To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.